Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Is This Thing On? Hey guys, so we're back. We're um, doing alright. Could be worse, but we're okay. Um, we took a three-week hiatus. Um, uh, three reasons for that. One, um, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the news and in the world and in society, and um, I didn't want to just ignore that and come on here and try to conjure something up and pretend like it's not happening. So I gave myself like at least two weeks to sort of like process everything that's been going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and COVID and just all the other things that are happening in between. And out of respect for all those things, I decided that it wouldn't be appropriate to do a podcast episode. Um, the other reasons was because I'm, <laughs> I've said it before, I'm running out of ideas. So if y'all have any suggestions or any topics you want me to talk about, just DM me, text me, message me, leave me a voice message on my podcast number. Um, but yeah, like I'm running out of ideas. Um, the other reason was I actually had a podcast episode recorded for last week and I was very close to posting it, but I just did not like the way that it came out. I didn't like how I sounded. I didn't like what I was like. I liked what I was talking about, but I didn't like how I was talking about it. So for that reason, I didn't post it. Um, so yeah. Those are all my excuses, but I hope y'all are having a good morning, day, or night, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Um, I know it's already kind of late in the day when I'm going to be posting this, but nonetheless, it is Monday, and Monday is my posting schedule, so we got to do it anyways. So today, I kind of wanted to talk about something that I sort of was withholding from talking about for at least a a few more episodes because I don't know if, uh, I don't know if I should do something like this super early on in this podcast episode, but I guess it's fine because we're on our 15th episode. We've had this podcast on for like almost six months already. Wow. Which is crazy to believe. Um, so much has happened in just six months, and I really, really hope that the next couple of six months um, are somewhat an improvement. I don't know at this point, you know, but um, I thought I would talk about um, my um, my faith and just kind of like my journey of how I found God and how I became a Christian and just, you know, stuff like that. So backstory, um, like most people that are Mexican or Latin American or just Hispanic, I, I, I had a Catholic upbringing. I went to Catholic, um, CCD as they call it. Uh, I did all the sacraments basically, except for marriage. Um, I did my first communion. I or I got I I got baptized as an infant. 
then I did my first communion, uh, then I did my confirmation, and then obviously marriage is like one of the last sacraments, I think, I believe, I'm not sure, um, obviously I'm not married, do you see a ring on this finger, obviously you can't see my myself because uh, this is a podcast, but um, yeah, like, so I went through the whole thing, um, I would go to church every Sunday, or Mass, I'm sorry, it's called Mass, every Sunday, uh, do the Eucharist thing, um, all that stuff, and I didn't really question my Catholic upbringing probably until I was like 15, 16, so if you are Latin American or Hispanic or Mexican or whatever, um, you know that around the age of 15 is a very, I guess, um, important monumental time for a young girl. It's like her coming out into society, just like in, in the United States, we have the sweet 16s, um, in Mexico you have, and in Latin America you have, um, quinceañeras. And so I was never one growing up that I was like, yay, I want a quinceañera. I didn't see a point to it. Yes, I did go try on quinceañera dresses and um, all that stuff, but I didn't end up having a quinceañera because I just thought it was very unnecessary and just like, it's, it's a huge expense. And I would have rather have spent that money on like a car or something, something, something important of value. Not, I'm not dissing anyone that did have a quinceanera. If you had one, great, awesome. You're very fortunate to have had that. Um, and awesome if you did. Um, I just, it just wasn't my, uh, kind of, uh, thing. So I remember my mom still telling me that I had to go through with the quinceanera class at my Catholic church that we were going to. So I did the class. I had think I had to go to confession at one point. Um, I think confession was probably one of the the scariest things you had to do as a Catholic, because if you didn't go regularly, it was like, I don't know, you were kind of just like looked down upon or something like that. And uh, I would get very uneasy, um, when I was taking the Eucharist and, and I hadn't gone to confession in a while, or I know I, I had done something, you know, bad. And, and then I was taking the Eucharist. I felt like crap. Um, but anyways, I took this class, even though I wasn't going to like go through with the quinceanera. I, I, I only had a mass. Um, yeah. A mass for that occasion. And uh, cause I didn't want to party or anything. Um, so I I took the class, did all the thing. And in the class, like they talked to you about like, I guess your like your role as a young lady or woman in society. And, um, they, I think one of the things that we did was like the rosary, the, the, don't even ask me to recall the parts of the rosary because I don't, I don't, I don't remember, don't remember, Um, But I just remember being like 15, 16 years old and thinking to myself, like, because Catholics, you know, and I'm not shaming the Catholic faith by talking about this. This is just my personal um, experience in in Catholicism. Um, But I just, you know, Catholics believe in saints and having saints as a method 
to intercede for, for us um, uh, so that saints can communicate with Jesus and, and, and we can be heard. Uh, so that's like the purpose of saints, I think, in the Catholic Church, like to intercede for us. And obviously Mary also plays like a big part of the Catholic faith. And so I never questioned that for a long time. But when I was taking this class and I was just going through like my CCD classes that I would go through like every Sunday because I would go to CCD. Uh, it's a catechism class. Um, I forgot what it stands for. Um, but I remember just thinking to myself, um, you know, if we have God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Trinity, if we have Jesus and we only need Jesus to be in our lives, why do we have to pray to Mary? Why do we have to pray to saints? Why do we have to ask them to intercede for us? Because the only one that should be doing that is Jesus, not Mary, not the saints. And so I started questioning that. And right about around that time, um, we started attending different churches. So the way that would work was that um, we got invited to like, some Baptist churches, um, and we went to one, and then we went to another one, and uh, we would go to um, we would go to CCD, and we would go to Mass, and then right after Mass, we would go to Sunday school at the Baptist churches, and we would go there, and we would learn about, you know, Christ and the gospel and, and all that. And it was, like, the first real time I had really heard about, like, the gospel and stuff. And uh, I was, like, 15, 16 around this time period. And so we kind of, like, hopped around in between churches and, and all that. And then finally, when I was around almost 16 we made the decision to start going to just a Baptist church, which is the church that, um, that I go to, that I still sort of go to, but not really, not anymore. It's, it's like my former church now. Um, but the, the church that my family goes to now and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, um, I didn't really question my Catholic faith for most of my life. I just kind of went with it because of tradition and it was just something that was just ingrained into the culture. So when we started going to this church, the, a Baptist church and, you know, in the Baptist religion, you have believers baptism and you have, you know, you learn about the gospel, obviously about Christ, about what it means to be a Christian. And, um, I got rebaptized as a believer when I was 18. Um, so like right after high school, um, I got the opportunity to go to a Christian camp with my with my sisters and like kids from our youth group. And um, it was it was in the summer. We went for like a week. and it was a really nice camp. I really enjoyed it. I loved the outdoors, so it was just like, a nice thing. So I remember before leaving to the camp, I had like a lot of like 
things that I was going through personally and I left obviously with like a lot of like emotional baggage and then right when I got to the camp maybe like the second or the third day or almost like the last couple of days that we were there I just kind of like broke down and I just kind of like had this uh like epiphany like like I want to follow Jesus I want to follow Christ I want to like I want to make that a part of my life um, and so right when I came back, I remember telling my youth pastor, when we come back from camp, I want to get baptized. So I think it was the following Sunday that I came back. Um, I got baptized as, as a, as a believer in Christ. And, and the way that that worked was that, um, we have a baptismal pool, um, in, in, in the sanctuary, uh, of, of the church and um, you go up there and the pastor asks you if uh, you affirm Christ as your one and only savior. And obviously you're in front of the entire church, the entire congregation, all the people that you go to church with. And they ask you this and, and you say yes. And then you get dipped into the pool. It's by immersion. And I forget the phrase he uses. It's like, uh, born, died, died, something about dying, your old, your old life is dead, and now you're risen in Christ, something about that, I don't know the exact quote, um, and so, yeah, that happens, and then you're, you know, you're baptized as a believer, so I was 18 around that time, and, uh, I, you know, I had, just started university too. Um, and you know, I would occasionally get like, um, um, invited to Bible studies when I was like in my undergrad, but I couldn't ever really do many of them because my course load as an undergrad was just enormous. I was taking like 19 hours my first semester of college which I don't recommend doing that unless you are very good at juggling things and you have nothing else to do. Um, uh, but I just wanted to get in and out of college cause it's expensive. And like, uh, I just, I, I wasn't really there to make friends or do anything. I already had my first two years of college done. I just wanted to go in there and get it out anyways. So I would get invited to call it Bible studies and stuff like that. But, um, it wasn't really until I was about 20, well, I'm 23 now, but it, for, for, from 18 to now, I really did not start opening up the Bible and reading the Bible and getting devoted to God's word until I was probably like 20, I don't want to lie, I think 22 so probably last year is probably when I had my biggest like aha moment and was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, why am I not living my life as a Christian, even though I, I say that I am, but I'm not. And I think that, that, that happens to a lot of us. Like we know we get baptized, we learn about God, we learn about who he is. And then we, we stay so comfortable in that idea that we're like, oh, you know, he's God. He already knows everything. He already knows everything that's happening in our lives. He knows how to work in our lives. You know, we, we just got to sit back and 
you know, let him deal with it. And, and that's not good because you're a passive person. And if, if you are a Christian, you are called to be a disciple of Christ. You are called to go out and, and, and proclaim his name and, and go share his word and his truth with other people. Um, not just other Christians, but like people that don't know about him. And so I was just very, very comfortable in my little bubble. And I wasn't opening up my Bible. And I was, you know, I made some, I committed some sins. And, and I was just comfortable in the fact that, oh, you know, if I confess my sins, Christ is going to forgive me. And yes, he will. He will forgive you if you confess your sins to him. But it's just such a dysfunctional way of looking at things and thinking that you can have such a passive way of, of looking at sin and looking at God and thinking that God is just going to fix everything and you don't actually put in the work. And so for most of my life, it was just kind of like that. It was like, God loves me. God protects me. I know about God, but like, I'm not doing anything about it. And so it's probably until, yeah, I would say last year that I really, really, really had like a, like an awakening in my faith again, like a reawakening. And I started doing devotionals. I started reading my Bible more. I started getting more involved in like um, just studying God's word. And, uh, now, um, I, if you're someone that goes to my, um, former church, hi, and you're listening to this now, I'm, I got the opportunity to, um, do something called church planting with a few of my friends and, and, and pastors that they know, and they're starting up a new church and I'm going to get the opportunity to serve and go out and, and do discipling and do all that stuff. And it really, really, really um, makes me happy and it warms my heart how a year ago I wasn't as um, on fire for my faith in, in God. And now I'm I'm, I'm seeking him. I'm wanting to hear more about him. I'm wanting to get involved, wanting to really, really delve into God's word and, and do devotionals and, and open my Bible and just do all that. So it's crazy the amount of growth and change that can happen in just such a, a small amount of time. If you let like God really, really work in your life. Um, so I'm really, really happy about that. And I'm really grateful that, the friends that I have met, though I've not known them for a long time, it just feels like we've known each other for like ever. And, and I'm really, really grateful to God that he gave me such grounding, godly friends that I can trust with, not just like things that are happening with me, but like I can trust with to go and talk about God and scripture and how to go about reading scripture and, and doing all that. And, and it's good to have um, fellowship and and in and, 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 and the Christian faith, because if we don't have fellowship, how can we expect ourselves to, to stay on track with God and, and, and to keep ourselves accountable? And, and I know I'm guilty of it. Um, I'll start a devotional. I'll get real into it. I'll get lazy and then not do it for like a few days. Um, 
And that's not good because that's the way the enemy tries to get us to stray away from God um, by just um, filling our our minds with doubt, with laziness, with um, like just staying complacent. And not doing anything about it. And being passive. Like if you're someone that is questioning um, your faith. That is having a lot of questions. It's absolutely okay to do that. Because there's answers out there. And the answers are in the Bible. And and if you think you need extra um, information. I encourage you to like go with like a group of friends that are biblically grounded and they know the word real well and that can really, really guide you and mentor you and help you out in, 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 in your walk with Christ um, or go to like a youth pastor or, or a mentor or whoever that may be in your life and, and ask them, Hey, like, I really, really want to get to know, the gospel and I really want to like do a Bible study. Can you like help me out or what book should I read um, to do this, to do that? And I found that sometimes I'll just go into my Bible app and depending on what I'm feeling, I'll do a devotional on that. Like for example, I've been doing devotionals on uh, singleness because I think one of the things that I struggle with as a young woman is trying to remain content in God's promises as a single woman because I'm at an age now where people are getting married so young and people are just in relationships and I see that and do I long for it? Yes, I do. But right now I am trying to ground myself in God's truth and God's word and, and remind myself that me being in a relationship or not does not define me. And it's not, it shouldn't be a pivotal part of my life. If God wants to grant me a relationship at one point or another, that'll be his because of his will and not because of mine yes I think it's absolutely okay to be praying for your future husband your future wife and 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 seeking the Lord and seeking guidance in that nothing wrong with that because that's what I'm doing but I think that it's important to really really ground yourself in truth and 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 find people that you trust and and other believers and and just grow in that uh, fellowship and, and, and be able to go and, and make disciples because um, we're called to go and make disciples in this world. We're called to go and, and, and share God's word and not just keep it to ourselves. And for a long time, I didn't really understand what that meant. Like, like, because I thought faith was such a personal thing. And sometimes it is like, there's certain things that I think can be personal in our faith. But I think that if we are Bible-believing Christians and we really, really, truly live and breathe Jesus, I think that he's calling us to go out there to be uncomfortable and to have those conversations with people that may not know him. 
because that just will help us reaffirm what our purpose is and our purpose is to is to be his light and his feet on this earth for for however long we're here and um love on people i think sometimes um a lot of people don't turn to christianity because you know they think christians are judgy and and and, and uh they think that uh, they have a holier than thou complex, and I'm I'm sorry. Sometimes that is true. That is true. Sometimes I've I've stumbled upon people that are judging the Christian faith that they're not loving. That they like to criticize. They like to point out people's flaws, and I'm no one to sit here and point out anyone's flaws in in their walk with Christ. But it does say that we need to keep ourselves accountable. And I think there's ways to do that in a godly, compassionate, graceful way. Because if there's one thing that um, that I've learned is that we're saved by grace. Um, and so uh, Christ came down. He died. And he gave us his son, and and that is called grace because it's it's un it's unmerited love. Like we did nothing to deserve Christ dying on the cross. We did absolutely nothing because we're wretched people. We're full of sin. We're full of flaws. We're full of um. We're we're such faulty, defective people. And so for someone to just say, I'm going to send my, my son down and he's going to die for you for all the sins of the world is just, it's, it's inconceivable, but it happened. And, 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 and um, I'm grateful that I know that truth. And so while I'm new, but not that new to the faith, I'm grateful now that as an adult, I have that yearning, I have that desire to to cling on to God's truth and God's word. And yes, it's going to be hard every single day as a struggle, um, trying to remain faithful to God's truth. But if you surround yourself with good people and you remind yourself that there's a greater purpose out there and that greater purpose is Christ, I think that it makes it so worth it and so worthwhile to give your life to Christ. And so I pray out there for anyone that is questioning their faith, that is wanting to learn about Jesus, that's wanting to accept him into his life, but they don't know how. I'm praying that they can feel encouraged and empowered to just go to someone and really, really express that and and make the decision to give their life to Christ because it's one of the most beautiful things in the world and um I pray that it that's one of you guys that's listening to this you don't know who to go to you can always talk to me um because I was in your shoes and I know what that's like so um yeah that's uh that's my journey into my faith 
and I'm happy that I have a platform to talk about it and share about it and if you guys have any questions if you guys know any good books that I should read that are Christian related and 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 will help me and and whatnot and or you guys want um me to help you find book recommendations let me know I have a podcast number um uh Here's the number for everyone. It's 956-278-0720. 956-278-0720. One more time. 956-278-0720. And as always, you can leave me a voice message on there. You can call that number. You can text that number um, and leave suggestions or topic ideas or whatever's on your mind or you need someone to talk to just dial it away and I'll I'll pick up (laughs) I have nothing else going on right now so I'll pick up um I just want to say thank you to those that are still listening to this podcast I know I've I've kind of uh um have been inconsistent with my posting, but I'm going to try to do better and really, really try to, uh, brainstorm and come up with good topics, um, that I think are important and relevant and, 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 uh, and great. And I'm glad I was so open about this topic in particular, because I think it's important, especially right now with everything that's going on. And I just, I felt really empowered. So, um, With that being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful morning, day, night, wonderful week. Um, And I pray that you go forth. As always, go forth, prosper, and God bless. Bye, guys.